0: Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hi, I'm Jason Bryan from the Short Time Wrestling Podcast and founder of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and operated, and those opinions presented and expressed may not reflect others, the sponsors, patrons, or the parent network. Find more shows about the greatest sport in the world at the Matt Talk Podcast Network at matttalkonline.com. You're locked into the pack Vitality pop-ins podcast a look inside the NC state wrestling program with head coach, Pat Popalizio and members of the Wolfpack team and staff. Now let's join your host five-time all American and student athlete development coordinator Hayden Hidley.
0: Welcome fans to episode 103 of the Pack Mentality Pop-ins podcast. I am Hayden Hidley, joined by head coach of the NC State wrestling team, Pat Popolizio. Hayden, great to see you as always. Another day in the office. Yeah, a little bit of a layoff since our last episode. Uh I have a lot to cover. Got a couple big weeks looking ahead. We're almost to ACC competition. We've got one more out of conference dual meet against Army coming up Friday night, 7 p.m. at Reynolds Coliseum. Can't wait to see uh, get back with the home fans. Unfortunately, last week I was out with the F and M crew, so I didn't get to see those fans. Um, but it was a little bit of a layoff. Uh, had a lot of kind of traveling that we did that first semester. Got the uh, home stretch coming up with the ACC duels and won't be long before you know it will be in Reynolds Coliseum for the ACC Championship so a lot to look forward to um was a great first half of this of the season for us in that first semester but any kind of closing thoughts on that first semester a, a lot of travel but a lot of tough competition that we had
1: yeah. And, uh, I think you hit it on the head. We're back to Friday night fights and, uh, always nice to be back in Reynolds as well. But yeah, recap in the first semester, I thought it was, uh, very fruitful for us. We got to see a lot of different new competition that we haven't historically got a chance to compete against. And, uh, more importantly, battle tested every guy in our roster. And I think, you know, we're at a point where it's really helped solidify some weights. We're starting to see guys make their adjustments to where they need to be, and kind of locking in the majority of our lineup right now, and that's been uh, a good thing to to see some guys step up and uh, help us at weights that we, you know, might have thought a year ago we weren't sure who was going to be the guy, and it's starting to develop into a, a
0: concrete lineup. Yeah, obviously we've had some guys flip-flop weights um some new guys enter their you know their head into the mix of everything and so it's always kind of that that first week where wrestle-offs happen it's it's uh pretty unusual for everything to hold course kind of like that and it's
1: yeah well year, years past you know we were pretty locked into who the guy was at a weight and this is a unique year for us with a lot of new faces so we were able to get some good competition see who was battle tested who stepped up and uh you know who can hold their weight in in the right spot, and I think we're we're making gains on that. And uh, going into ACCs, we're going to be we're going to be putting the ten best guys out there we have. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it seems like forever ago, but you know, wanted to recap some of the action from the collegiate duels down in New Orleans. Uh, NC State came away as champions of the Red Pool, uh, had wins over Cal Poly, Lehigh, Northern Iowa. Starting out that first day, had a 33-3 to uh, victory over Cal Poly. Had a few pretty big ranked wins from the guys on the team. Jackson Arrington defeated uh, number 11 at the time, Dom Demas, 9-4. to four, And Isaac Trumbull was able to pin Bernie Truax, who was ranked 7th at the time uh, by fall. So, two huge wins there. Uh, what did you like out of the guys in that matchup? You know, anytime you got a chance to wrestle some
1: higher-ranked guys, you got to take advantage of it. And I thought our team overall was able to do that in a lot of matches. And, you know, that was the goal going into that. And obviously, as a team, we wanted to to leave there winning it. And uh, we accomplished both in individuals and and as a team aspect. So definitely help prepare these guys for what we're going to see towards the end of the year postseason. And we're in a good spot. With uh those those key victories, I, I think, you know, puts those guys in when it comes time for seeding, those guys will be in a in a position to get a, a good seed at NCA as long as they continue to work hard and and win the matches that they're supposed to closing out the next, you know, six weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, then I uh, had a quick turnaround and wrestled number nineteen, Lehigh, who was a, a pretty tough dual team, was were able to beat them twenty-four to ten. Uh had a, had some interesting matchups there. Um, that was one of those duels going in whenever, uh, I was in my, my notebook making out the predictions, our best case scenario. I thought we could win all 10 and then the worst case scenario was we were going to go five, five or something like that, but seemed to kind of find a find a middle ground there. It never holds up to what you think. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah. That's why we like competing.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, our guys got the job done, uh, Trent had a ranked win, was able to get a major, looked pretty great in that match, and kind of everything else sort of held up uh, for the most part. There was uh, some tight matches, um, but you know a pretty good win overall, just against a, a really kind of perennial very good team, and they're pretty consistent across the board in their lineup. And so, you know, getting getting those matches under our belt was. Uh, Pretty great performance, and uh, Matty Singleton made his debut at 165, was able to get bonus points in in that match. and So just a kind of different lineup look that you uh, put out there for the Lehigh match and able to get a good win going into the next day.
1: Yeah, it was uh, anytime you get a chance to wrestle with a, a team like Lehigh that has such a good history and year to year, like you said, they're, they're always in the mix of things, winning the EIWA and competing at the national tournament for a team trophy so it was good for us you know it was a good hard fought fought duel and uh, a lot of good action but like like what I saw out of our guys you know they they were rising to the level of competition that they were knowing that they had to step up their game they did that closing out that semester and it was nice to to get Maddie down to 65 to kind of see where we were going to be with him and it, it looked like a good good move on our part.
0: Yeah, going into the next day and the championship match, uh, Northern Iowa day before upset Ohio State. So NC State, Northern Iowa for the Red Pool Collegiate Duels Championship, kind of a wild duel meet there, uh, was a seven, three split, but a lot of pins, uh, just a lot of kind of, you know, high flying matches with a lot of points, guess some of the highlights number, uh, or at 133, Kai Orini, Orini defeated number six, Biscoglia, 8 to 5, had that last second cement mixer uh, to get up on him and was trailing for all of the match and was able to get the big move at the end. At 141, Ryan Jack defeated number 10, uh, Happel, 6 3. At 157, Ed Scott had that 18 second fall. Uh, Trumbull won by fall in the first period and kind of capped it off with an electric heavyweight match with Treffin defeating Gordon uh, 3-1 to in Southern victory. So it was a 7-3 to split. Um, We gave up a pin at, at 84 with Trent, and there were some other pins throughout there. So it was kind of a wild dual meet if you think about it. Yeah, anytime you wrestle dual meet and you can get three pins in it, you know there's a lot of action in there. So,
1: yeah, I mean, you and I, you know, is a very tough competitive well-coached team so getting a chance to compete against them was was obviously something we, we wanted to do and we were tested you know that was the thing the pace of the matches went really really high there was a lot of action in, in almost every match so I, I like the way our guys responded to that I, you know you get into any kind of finals match the intensity is going to be there so th- there was and it's going to make us better yeah we obviously made some mistakes in the dual meet they capitalized and we're going to learn from it and better better to happen you know in the first semester and and keep improving but yeah a lot of positive to take from that you know kai obviously when he's wrestling as a wild card you never know what he can hit he's he's got a a really unique offense and uh, was able to to sh- showcase that in that match and ryan jack the pace of that match was uh was really high so both those guys put it on the line and he looked really good there 49 you know another competitive match with top-ranked guy so it's going to make us better when it when it matters and ed coming out there getting that fall a lot of good energy and you know that might have been one of the quicker falls for ed maybe i don't know Mm -hmm. he is a pinner yeah and uh Again, having Maddie Singleton wrestle one of the top guys in the country, he competed, and uh, he just needs his experience, and that was a good match for that. Um, and then, obviously, Isaac getting that fall. But let, let's talk about heavyweight for a minute. That mm-hmm. I mean, those guys wrestled like 25-pounders out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going into overtime, they, they both were in deep several times. A lot of good action with defense and, and getting back to the middle and, and Again, nonstop, and and Owen kept his composure and and got that takedown in overtime, which I think still continuing to build confidence, and he's looking better and better every week.
0: Yeah, I think just looking at that scoreline, a 3-1 sudden victory at heavyweight, you automatically assume, I don't know, there probably wasn't a whole lot that happened, but throughout that match, both of them showed some pretty incredible athleticism and just overall defense to get out of pretty deep shots, and there was a sequence where Gordon had Uh, Treffin's leg up in the air for what seemed like 45 seconds. He just just wasn't able to to, uh, give up the takedown there. But yeah, very impressive showing from him. Um, Had an undefeated weekend. Uh, Alex Faison had an undefeated weekend. Ryan Jack had an undefeated weekend. Trombley had an undefeated weekend. So had a lot of individual, just really great performances step up. And like I said, it was a wild dual meet, but you know, to uh, go seven three against a team like that's pretty solid,
1: no doubt about it. And uh, again, I think we we learned a lot about who we are and, and what we're trying to accomplish this year. And that was one of those defining duels in the season where you you know I think guys looked at each other and realized the level that they can compete at. And we got we just got to continue to improve off that performance.
0: Yeah. Then uh, after that, we had uh, gave the guys off some time. Um, it's been a pretty busy first semester, and so I think yeah. they finally, after that, were able to go home, uh, spend a week w- with their families for Christmas break. And uh, unfortunately, that kind of led us into some travel problems with getting back here with yeah, well, anybody, a certain, certain individual. Like,
1: uh, I don't know how many guys ended up driving back to Raleigh, so it was... Uh, it was good to give them a break, but as uh, time was was coming back to practice time, these guys were all scrambling to to get back here in time, which which they did. You know, unfortunately, some of our coaches did not. <laughs> um, but it, it comes with the territory of of traveling over the holidays.
0: Yeah, I I was uh, I was that coach that fell victim to the the Southwest. To me, a little bit too. Yeah, that's true, but. Timmy, Timmy was able to adjust and we he found himself adjust on the Midlands. fly
1: and he ended up going
0: to Midlands instead. So it worked out well. Yeah. So I got stuck out um, in Kansas was, a, I was supposed to have like a, a Tuesday evening flight or a Wednesday flight. I forget. But uh, they canceled it and said, yeah, you can fly out Saturday. I was like, I don't think that's going to work. Um, so my girlfriend and I ended up renting a car and, and driving back from Kansas City. How many hours? And uh, ended up being about seventeen, uh, was it podcasts? Was it movies?
1: Was it songs? what would what, would what we would we have going?
0: Well, the natural conversation was that helped for sure. And then the uh, wee hours of the night started coming around. and uh, that's whenever I was starting to get pretty pretty aggressive with my music choices. Um, I'm big. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to switch around, but there is a time period wherever it's late at night. I'll listen to Tool, yeah, and so that'll definitely get your heart rate up. Yeah, and next thing you know, like instead of like I don't know, you want to be obviously alert to wheel. I sometimes I'm just like, man, my eyes are so wide open because I'm listening to that kind of music, and then I'll probably chill out a little bit, switch it to like Chicago or like the Eagles or something like that's a little bit more soothing, and then. And then next, you know, you're at home and then you can't sleep for another five hours. So that's that's the kind of what I put myself through. But, hey, I mean, it's the way of the road. Um, Not everybody can be an asphalt cowboy, but, you know, let
1: me ask a question. Did you
0: drive with the window down at all? no nah, nah, right, i don't need right. that. didn't get that bad no nah, i don't need that i i think what one of the things that helps me keep focused is like just chewing on sunflower seeds that's and, what you um, said that's where the sodium intake kicked up a little bit for you yeah it's it's not it's it's nice because it, it helps you concentrate but then you wake up the next morning and you realize like wow my whole entire mouth is just like scarred yep. and just full of salt and next thing you know you're, you're working out the next day and can barely breathe so there's there's you. a trade-off for everything. Yep. But um yeah, like I said, we got back, had some a few days of training. Um some guys were over at Midlands, uh, Dylan Fishback came away with a seventh place finish, um, had some up and down results there, but I think they uh responded for the next week for the uh Binghamton duel and FM open. We had You know, 20 guys total in action that weekend with the 10 guys in the duel and then 10 guys at the FM Open. Um, Starting with the duel, NC State wins 36 to 3 over Binghamton. Had decisions by Kai Warini at 33, uh, Jackson Arrington at 149, Derek Fields at 165, Alex Fazen at 174. Major decisions by Ryan Jack at 141, Trent Hidley at 184, uh, Owen Treffin at heavyweight, and then pins by Ed Scott and Isaac Trumbull. So, pretty dominating victory uh, for the team. What did you see um, over your former uh, former team, Binghamton Bearcats? Yeah, I thought it was uh,
1: our guys wrestled well, and there was obviously a lot of you know sometimes the score and the dual meet doesn't dictate what was going on in the matches and. They had a lot of guys in there right in the mix of things, scrapping really hard. So it, it was good for us. I think we we stepped up our intensity and, and obviously did a lot on the mat that night. Um, guys did a really good job of focusing on on the rides and, and getting some turns. So that, that was big, and uh, we want to continue to improve there. But, yeah, it was good. I mean, sometimes you look at the dual meet score, and it looks like we ran away with it. But the reality is there was a lot of hard-fought matches in, in that duel, which... Is going to prepare us as we get into the
0: the next uh, level of competition for us. Yeah, obviously there were some some pins at play. Uh, the pin bandit came out at one fifty seven. It's short lived. Let's just say that it's a, a short lived tenure for the the pin bandits. Ended up scaring a few kids. Obviously, don't want to do that. Um, we'll. You know, kind of uh, readjust, and we'll make well, a, we a better, get
1: something a little better.
0: Uh, maybe for a family atmosphere. I don't. know. Yeah,
1: we we got to find something. Maybe we can get a WWE mask or something that's <laughs> a little more fitting for for the fans.
0: Yeah. So short lived um, for that, but uh, overall uh, a great night to return fans back. It was a little bit of a layoff for that that home crowd, and obviously it's a little bit of a interesting situation at a conference duel, kind of over just at a, when you're fresh off the holiday. So don't solid expect crowd, a huge though, crowd, but, but a it great was, crowd for that. I thought it was a solid crowd for,
1: you know, wrestling a non-conference team that, like you said, coming off the break. So we got to continue to build on that and looking forward to Friday night with another good crowd.
0: Yeah, so during this, uh, Kevin and I took uh, – Eight guys attached, and the two were unattached up to the FNM Open, uh, highlighted by Maddie Singleton winning the 165-pound division Uh, That entered him into the rankings at 165. He's now number 33. Uh, Brock Del Signor got second place at 174. Luke Arberg took third place at 157. Tyree Houghton got second place at heavyweight. Uh, And then another couple good performances um, that were cut short due to match count. So, Dylan Reiner uh, got his six matches in. And NCAA, you're only allowed to wrestle six matches a day. So, there were some pretty big uh, brackets with that. So he finished five and one. Finn Solomon finished five and one. Uh, Chase Horn ended up finishing five and one and got fifth place. And so some pretty good action. It was a little bit of an improvement from what happened at Midlands, I think, for those guys. Um, but uh, yeah, any closing thoughts on that? Obviously, Singleton winning um, his first Open tournament's a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, I think we got a good wake up call at Midlands. We communicated with the guys, our expectations of what we're looking for when we compete and uh, I thought all those guys did a really nice job elevating their intensity and focus going into FNM so the results were were definitely a lot better um, was really impressed with Luke and, and obviously um, Singleton winning the tournament and Luke finishing third I thought those guys competed well alongside of obviously the results that we saw we got a lot of wins out of there but the focus and, and the intensity and just the expectations of going out and winning it is is was, was a lot better. And uh, getting Maddie down to sixty five and kind of dominated that field, you know, and that's that's what we're looking for, is some freshmen to come in here, shake some things up and and compete at a high level right away. And we're starting to see that from some of these guys that have a really good background coming out of high school.
0: Yeah, I think people have uh, been asking a little bit. I know we don't have to give away all, too much information, but obviously with Fields uh, wrestling at one sixty five against Binghamton, Maddie wrestling at, at one sixty five over at FNM, um, just a plan to kind of wrestle both guys and and just kind of matchup wise what you have moving forward with the with the team.
1: Yeah, you know with the new red shirt rules, we got some dates we can play around with, and we're going to do that and. We'll evaluate where we're at with with both those guys and and see who's going to be the best fit for us going into the postseason. But right now, I, I feel good about having um, Fields and Singleton at 65 to compete for us.
0: So, uh, I, I don't think people realize what exactly happens at those open tournaments. Um, it's a well, bit different from... Maybe the you get
1: Kovacs on the, on the podcast to talk about it because he, he got an eye-opener.
0: Yeah, so I think... Uh, Open tournaments are a little bit different. They are long. Um, you get into some weird kind of rules with the match count. You're only allowed to wrestle six matches, and some of those brackets are just so big that you're in the gym all day. At, at the FM Open, I, I do think they do a great job with running that tournament. Um, they uh, had 12 mats. You start the morning out around 5.30. Got to get everybody up, check weight, uh, and next thing you know, you're... Out the hotel. Um, you got skin checks at 645. So, you left the seven. hotel
1: at what time? Uh, left the hotel
0: at 620. And what time did uh, Chase and Maddie show up <laughs> at the arena? At? Um, uh, there was a moment. So those unattached guys aren't allowed traveling with us. Uh, they did stay at the same hotel that they booked on their own. And I was uh, just keeping an eye over and making sure they were on schedule. And I see them pull out behind us in their car at about 6.20. And uh, I started getting worried when I'm at the gym. It's like 6.35, 6.40. I'm not seeing them. I call them. Uh, They stop off and get drinks, uh, get themselves ready. And at this point, I think I might actually get fired. um, Because if they don't show up, then, I mean, what are are we doing here? They stroll in um, at 6.54. Uh, for the seven o'clock weigh ins. And, you know, they. I'm glad they, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> yeah. At one point, I had to put a little bit of fear in them. And uh, there, I was on the phone with Chase. And uh, I said, Chase, you better start running to the gym right now. And so I stayed on the phone with him. And I could hear him and Maddie huffing and puffing, getting into the gym. And, you know, that must be
1: a Georgia thing because the Bullards were similar to that kind of stuff, too. Um, I know they're not here to defend themselves, but we've had some close calls with, with timing with with Georgia guys. Let's just say that.
0: Well, ended up keeping my job. I get them in the gym. Um, and then it's a long day. You get the warm ups probably around eight, wrestling starts at nine. Uh, I want to say by the last match, we were probably gassed up and, and ready to leave the cars at around eight o'clock um, in the evening. So it's a long day. Uh, guys are pretty tired by the end of it all. And then we uh, hit the road and went back to Raleigh. And so those guys were pretty much sleeping the whole way back there. And that kind of left me and Kevin behind the wheel. And, uh, definitely was, uh, got into some in- interesting music choices. At one point I was into my, uh, tool and, uh, Chicago tunes. And I think Tyree woke up and was just really confused as to what was going on. But yeah, I, w- I probably would be too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Got the guys back and uh we're ready for another dual meet. Uh figured we'd preview the uh Army West Point dual meet Friday night, Reynolds Coliseum, 7 p.m. taking on Army. Uh have a few pretty uh, a few matches highlighted. Um they're coming in with two ranked wrestlers: 125 Ethan Bergen and at 174 uh Ben Pasuk. He's ranked number twenty-one. So they have some pretty good individuals. Um, Overall, as a team, just pretty tough. Like just a tough dual meet team. Uh, Maybe don't have a lot of guys ranked, but don't give up a whole lot of bonus points. Are always in the match, and so it'll be a a good dual meet Friday night. One sixty-five is also a match I'm looking forward to, and on paper, should be pretty close. And so, have three really big uh, matchups that can go either way at this point. But, you know, 125, either uh, Jarrett Trombley or Troy Homan taking on uh, number 32, Ethan Bergen. Um, there was a... Holman wrestled him early in the season, right? Yeah. So, uh, at the uh, Journeyman Round Robin up in Pennsylvania, Holman uh, lost to Bergen. It was a close one. Uh, Bergen was able to ride him out and get the riding time point. That was pretty big. So, uh obviously have some familiarity there. Um, and a 174, another ranked matchup with uh, Alex Faison on entering the rankings in at number 31 Breaking through breaking Stop. through. Yep. He'll be taken on number 21, Ben Pazuk. uh, couple-time national qualifier, so obviously a couple big matches there. What are you looking forward to in in this uh, matchup with Army? Yeah, I mean,
1: anytime you got a chance to wrestle some ranked guys and you're behind them, you want to pick up those wins, so those are going to be critical matches for us. You know, obviously Army's coming in here with the opportunity to do that with our guys, so we got to be ready in all all matches, and that's what makes dual Meets exciting, but Looking forward to any time we get a chance to wrestle ranked opponents. You know our, our guys got to take advantage of that opportunity. So it will be good for you know some of our newer guys in the lineup at, at newer weights to, to go out there compete and, and try to find themselves a win in this situation. But yeah, overall, you, you know you're going to get a tough, hard nosed team. That's what you get when you you wrestle. You know the, they were down here training in the summer, so you know those guys can can handle a lot of the intensity and. And they're just going to come here to, to battle, and and it should be a great atmosphere, great duel.
0: Yeah, I think you look at uh, just the culture of of the military schools and just producing tough individuals. I think that um, bleeds into the wrestling programs as well, and guys are just always in good shape. Um, the only way you can really get them tired is just through you know a technical mismatch, maybe you just get get a lot of takedowns. So in those close matches, they'll be you know. Hand fighting hard, uh, hard to get tired for sure. Um, but I think an interesting, you know, flair with this match is just the familiarity. You know, doing the research with their coaching staff. Um, you did some some time as an assistant at Army West Point. Their head coach, Kevin Ward, former Okie State wrestler. Um, they had a little bit of time with uh, Scott Green, their associate head coach, was a former assistant of yours at Binghamton. Jeff Brees, uh, former director of ops at NC State. You said you mentioned earlier just the joint training camp that we had together this summer. Um, a lot of guys got to know a lot of their guys. Um, obviously, some formed relationships with them. Uh, can you speak to just the familiarity? It reminds me a lot of just the kind of old Dominion matchups that we had with no, those right. back in that's the day.
1: Right. Yeah, no, it's good. You know, you get a good working relationship with a with a program. I feel like that's where we're at with uh, West Point. Um, Having one with Breeze wrestled here, being a former alum, and then Coach Green. Obviously, we spent a lot of time together at Binghamton, former teammates. So, yeah, we we all have got a good working relationship. And uh, I think for two hours, that relationship gets thrown out the window. And that's what you compete and, you know, leave it on the mat. And after that, you get back to the friendship. But, no, excited to see those guys down here. Uh, thankful that they were willing to come down and duel us because it is another – New team we get to compete against, and obviously a home duel for us.
0: Yeah. So again, that's uh, seven p.m. Friday night in at Reynolds Coliseum. Will be Military Appreciation Night. Obviously, uh, we continue to to want to have ties um, with military. Obviously, we obviously we've done some um, work with with um, you know. Just some uh, different entities in the past and trying to get them involved with our program. And it's just another another night to give back. Um, Always enjoy that. I think the guys uh, enjoy some of the gear that you get along with that night as well. And just I think it's pretty cool to see um, just to highlight uh, our appreciation for the military. And we've got two guys in our starting lineup that are, you know, ROTC members and and some other ones getting commissioned in, isn't he? Mm hmm think joey oh joey milano will be yeah Yeah. so that's always a a a cool sight to see i think people are uh, not used to seeing that at a wrestling event but it's like a pretty cool thing you know
1: you look at our sport is pretty well connected with the military we have a a lot of connections one with uh, you know mark ross and oak grove technologies what he does for nc state wrestling and just the I think the state alone and and how much the presence of military is in the state of North Carolina is big. And we will always continue to attract guys that want to do, you know, ROTC. And that's been good for us. NC State has one of the best ROTCs in the country. And I think as we go through the recruiting process with kids, a lot of them have interest in that. So we'll continue to, to work that relationship and see how many guys...
0: You know, we can get to to do both, come here, wrestle and be a part of that. Yeah, very interesting kind of flair to, to the dual me. You get um Faison and Trumbull um you know going against guys that they could work with someday. So that's kind of a cool thing to to see. But uh, like you said, for those two hours, it's uh the familiarity and those kind of um ties with the other team go out the window and those guys for sure won't uh take it easy on us. So it's a uh Pretty fun night in store uh, again. Reynolds Coliseum, 7 p.m. Friday night, Military Appreciation Night, taking on Army West Point. Um, wanted to close out the episode. It is the New Year. Um, Want to see if you had any New Year's resolutions for yourself. Um, I have a big one that I'm making, and so I'd I'd love to hear yours, Pat. Um,
1: I you know think about this a lot. You know what you can do to to start the year, but. Nothing that really needs to change drastically. Um, I don't know. I gotta I gotta sit down, analyze it a little more. But at this point, I think the uh, discipline and and the structure is already in there. So if you gotta make huge changes, I don't know if that's a good thing. But we're gonna <laughs> tweak, we'll tweak a few things here and there. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I'll 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 get back to you on that one. But no, I it, just at a point, it's not like. I think, you know, you know, the consistency, been doing the same thing since I've been here with the workouts and, you know, not like you got to add some of that in there.
0: I've seen, you, you've been training hard. So it's not like you can say I need to work out. more. Yeah. You know, yeah, I look you're... at Kevin and
1: January 1st hits and he's on the stair stepper now. And I'm, I'm like, well, I already do that. We, we already work out. So I'm sure there's always something you can add to be better.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, her... do, what do we got? Hayden? What's <laughs> on the docket here? personally, myself, I've uh, I've made the change to uh, start competing again. So, I uh, haven't really stopped training. No, um, I was going
1: to say, that's never that's never been an issue there.
0: So, I guess you could call it a New Year's resolution. It's been on my mind for the past few months. Just to put months. the
1: singlet on? That's the New Year's, New
0: Year's <laughs> resolution? <laughs> I guess. I guess yeah. I got
1: to put the singlet on because that's what Brian Reinhart keeps tweeting to me about.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, that's uh, been a little bit of a change for me. The, the past few months, I've been thinking about it. And... Uh, Decided to give myself some time, and if that that itch and the desire was still there, then I'd capitalize on it and really look forward to uh, starting to back compete again. I think the last few months have been really good, too. I've been been training a lot with the guys on the team. I've been working a lot technically. Conditioning, I'm in a really good spot, and so the transition back to competing shouldn't be too much. But I'm in a really good um, spot mentally, physically. I feel like I've I've healed up whatever I've needed to work on, and uh, just looking forward to the the opportunity to compete. I, I figured I've only got you know one life to do this, and if you uh, I'd rather at least try it and not wait 20 years and kind of regret not getting able to travel and not being able to compete at a, at a high level, which I know I can. So it's a uh, little bit of a change for me, but the podcast will go on, uh, still broadcasting Friday night, uh, still working individually with all the guys on the team and, uh, still getting to learn about coaching. Just we'll be adding in, a, another aspect of it all and being able to compete again. So really excited about that. Really excited to join the RTC officially. And, um, yeah, I will, uh, I will say there are a lot of people excited to see you
1: compete. And personally, I knew I had a, a friendly bet with someone. I was like, uh, well, I, it won't take him less than a year before he's back out there on the mat with his shoes tied with singlet on. So I was right on that. Never tell you or pressured you to do that. So when I got that call, I was I was like, I knew it was coming eventually.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really thankful for the feedback that I've had on it. I still want to be a part of this program and everything that I can, I I still feel like I have a lot to learn on the coaching side of things. And so I've been able to, uh, dip my feet in it and, and still run practices and run individual things for these guys that definitely won't change. And are you, uh, um, is this mean no donuts for a little bit then? You know, Frank Beasley actually asked that on Twitter and, um, I'm still going to participate in the donuts. Uh, it's just like gonna, be, said, it's gonna be the Krispy Kreme run this time instead <laughs> of just enjoying and sitting down. Yeah, um, that would be. I think that'd be a, a fun thing to do is that Krispy Kreme challenge. I've never done it as a uh, NC State student just because it was like always right in the like first kind of competition of the season. I was like, I don't want to do this, man. That's just another thing to worry about. But um, I'd like to see you do it all right, we'll, we'll put it on the calendar. I haven't heard, I don't know what the date is, but you, gotta, you gotta eat to like a
1: dozen donuts or something.
0: I think you have to, you, it's, you start, you eat like six donuts and then you run like four or five miles and you eat another six donuts and you got to come back. So it's like eat the donuts run. And then you at the middle of it all. You got to eat more donuts and you got to run back. It's You're, kind of insane. You've been training for this. I, I'm not going to roll myself out of it. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm ready to go. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to still eat donuts. I just got to make sure it's like, you know, I'm not going out of control. And I, I will say, the last few months when I've been caught eating them, um, it's been blown out of proportion. It's like, I don't do it all the time, but, I mean, I'm going to still participate. There's always a camera around you, that's the problem. That is true. I will say, like, 90% of the time when I'm eating it, there's a camera around. It's like, you can't get rid of the paparazzi, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh no, nah, that, that'll close it out for episode 103 of the Pack Mentality Pop-Ins Podcast. It's been a lot of fun, Pat. Looking forward to seeing all the fans Friday night against Army West Point. And before you know, we'll be in the ACC schedule. So looking forward to meeting up next week. We'll be uh, previewing Virginia Tech and kind of cap, uh, capping off what happened in the Army duel. Always great, Hayden. Absolutely. From all of us here at the podcast, enjoy yourselves. We'll see you Friday night. Go Pack.